0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. I'm Griffin Senek joined alongside my co-host, Devin Bernstein. And uh, we're back once again. Not too much going on, honestly. Obviously, the NBA is still going on. NFL, full swing. MLB offseason started to go underway. Uh, we had some managerial hirings this this week. Craig Council, the Cubs, was pretty crazy. Um, set the record for highest-paid manager all time, which is nuts. Um, So shout out to Craig. The Mets hired a new manager, so hopefully that works out well. Um, But uh, today we're really going to touch on NBA and NFL. Um, If you are new to the channel, make sure to drop a subscribe, uh, like and comment on this video, please. We'd appreciate it a lot. Um, But yeah, we're going to dive right in. And we got a little fun segment today for the NBA. Um, Dev, it was your idea, so I'm going to let you kind of talk about uh, what we're going to do today.
1: Yeah, so I just wanted to talk about six top teams that we think will all make the playoffs. But, you know, I was kind of thinking about it. It's like, ha- who outside of the Nuggets, like, do we know is a contender? And I think, you know, some of these six teams will contend for a championship because I really don't see who else could besides the Nuggets outside these six and, you know, maybe Clippers, Kings, something like that, a few teams here and there. Um, But, you know, outside of... The Nuggets, it just doesn't feel like there's a ton of proven this team can win four playoff series type teams. Like all these teams kind of have issues, but I think all of them in a weird way do have some sort of championship upside. So in the East, I want to talk about the Bucks, Celtics and Sixers, and then we'll get into the West with the Lakers, Warriors and Suns. Um, so I'll just start off with the East a little bit. Like the Celtics, my main concern with them is it's really hard to win a championship without a top three to five player. And I'm not sure they quite have that as good as Tatum is. Um, It often just seems like whoever is the best player in any given playoffs is the guy that wins the championship. And it's going to be hard to do that when you've got a guy like Tatum, who is a great player, don't get me wrong, but like, you know, he's going to have to be going up against the Jokic's of the world, um, which is just really tough in terms of like, Looking at it from a best player wins the series perspective, which a lot of times can be a great predictor of who wins a series. Like you see last year, like Jokic was far and away the best player and they won the championship. Same thing with Steph Curry two years ago. And the year before that, a lot can be said. A lot of the same things can be said about Giannis. It's like it's not necessarily cut and dry the case, but that is also a factor. I think we also saw Jalen Brown almost get exposed in a sense. And I'm going to be honest, I really don't believe in the Kristaps Porzingis addition. I think he struggles to stay healthy. And this isn't a guy who's really proven he's like a tough bucket getter. I I just, I don't think he gives you quite the scoring or defensive value he gives you in the regular season in the playoffs. And I think the reliance on him as a team, and obviously like they should be relying on him. He's one of their top paid players. They traded a lot to go get him but I just think there's a chance that he kind of fades away in the playoffs and the whole like depth and the multiple stars of the Celtics idea kind of starts to, starts to fade away. um, And then it ends up just being Tatum and maybe he does have a great playoffs like he's fully capable of doing, but it it's just possible. This team isn't, you know, quite as well built. So that would be my concerns with them. um, With the Sixers, you know, I just, think the Embiid playoff struggles and the top end talent could be an issue I think Embiid has never had the one playoff run where he's been a top three to five player in that playoff run it's a lot of it has been health related a lot of it has been coaching and teammate related it's not fun having to play with your second best player being Ben Simmons in the playoffs like that that's (laughs) just the case like I'm not trying to throw strays at Ben Simmons but like where he was in his career. Like you just can't have your second best player not shooting in, in clutch time. And that's just like what he, what it was. He was basically playing center on offense. So, you know, there's some potential for an Embiid playoff run here that we haven't seen before with a new coach and a more ideal supporting cast and maybe a trade or two, like we talked about in the previous episode, but I think right now they're probably more in the long shot tier. And then I'm going to be honest. I'm still probably taking the Bucks out of the East. Um, I just think I just think once they really get locked in on this Dame Giannis two man game and Dame starts to hit his stride, which he always seems to be kind of a slow starter in the season and then really starts to get going around January, which I fully expect to still happen this year. Giannis has mostly been himself and Chris Middleton hasn't really given them much of anything, which I guess is possible that given his age and recent injuries that he's just not the same guy he was. But there's also a very real chance he is still that same guy. And an elite third option after being a second option on championship teams so i think the least question marks in the east you probably got to go with the bucks um even though they've looked the shakiest out of those top three teams so far um but yeah if i have to do like i think i think all these three teams are contenders because it's a much less loaded east where you go down the board and it's like who outside of these teams is really going to challenge them and Maybe the Knicks could, obviously you don't want to count out the heat. The paces have looked good, but I don't really want to, I don't think they're ready to win a playoff series or two yet. Um, definitely not against the top the top three teams in the East. So I just, I don't think any of these teams are super contenders, which almost makes the top teams have an even higher chance of making it. Um, whereas in the West, which we'll talk about in a second, it feels like almost one through 10 is going to be a tough matchup for almost anybody, where, you know, there are going to be some upsets in the West, probably, that we don't see in the East. Um, That's my thoughts on the East. You, you have any, like, any thoughts on any other teams, any, like...
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the East is interesting. Um, You know, I think you talked about... Obviously, those three are probably going to be the, you know, top three. Um, Maybe throw the Miami Heat in there. Obviously, the Heat are always dangerous, come playoff time. Um, Yeah, I, I think what you said is fair. I mean... I think if we're going contender or pretender, I think out of those three, the Sixers would probably be the pretender just because yeah, agreed. I feel like we've seen what they, what they've kind of, what they have the last few years. This is arguably, you know, I don't want to say their worst roster. It's different for sure. They don't really have, you know, Maxi. I don't think it's that proven star yet, which I guess you could say Simmons wasn't, but I guess he, Simmons was an all-star caliber player, you know, even though he didn't shoot, but, um, so yeah, I, I just don't foresee the Sixers making that run to the finals this year when they haven't been doing that in the last few years. Celtics, um, you know, I think this is probably as good a Celtics team as we've seen. It's different, which I think is good. You know, they've they've run the same thing out there year in and year out, and you know, I like that they went out, they trade Marcus Smart, who obviously was a big piece of that. They go out get Chris Stops. They go out get Drew Holiday. And um, you know, it's we'll see how that team meshes. They got a whole season to get ready for the playoffs. They obviously are gonna be there. Um, and then with the Bucks, same thing like you said, Dame and and Giannis, you know, running the two man show there. Um, you know, they're gonna be good. They're probably, like you said, probably the team I lean on just because, you know, I feel like star power tends to shine through in, in the NBA playoffs, especially. Um, looking at the rest of the conference, you know, it's interesting. Obviously, you know the heat I mentioned, I mean, they're always going to be dangerous. We've seen it. I mean, they were, they were in the finals last year, which is crazy to think about. I mean, this team is, they just always make it there. It's crazy. Um, The Cavs, I don't know. I I feel like the Cavs are kind of entering that spot where it's, you know, good roster, but just not good enough to get there. I feel like is what we've kind of started to see, Um, you know, as great as Mobley is. I feel like there's more, you know, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm, I am a, not the biggest watcher of of basketball these days, I hate to say. But, um, you know, I feel like from what I've heard, you know, Mobley, obviously is a, a stud, but, you know, maybe hasn't taken that superstar leap that some people thought uh, he ha- he was capable of. Um, so I just don't know about them. The Knicks, I mean, we kind of know what the Knicks are at this point. Same with, like, the Hawks. So I don't really know. I, I feel like, you know, I, I think it's a real two-man race at the end of the day between the Celtics and the Bucks, where, you got teams like the heat and the Sixers who could, you know, cause some trouble, stir some, stir some drama maybe and take down one of those teams. But do I see either of those teams this year going to the finals? Probably not. I'd probably say that the bucks and the Celtics are, um, I mean, I feel like that's a a pretty consensuous take, nothing too crazy, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Just quickly on the Cavs, I kind of forgot about them. Like I think they're a good team, like you said, but they're just almost kind of pigeonholed into playing a certain way. You know, you're obviously going to want to have Mitchell Garland, Mobley and Allen out there in the important minutes, but then you're both kind of small at the guard spot and lacking a little bit of shooting. And for those other minutes, whether it's the fifth guy or just bench lineups, whatever, you know, you're going to have to play a bunch of other guys. It's like you have a bunch of guys that, you know, you have Strus, who's a good shooter, and Yang is a good shooter, but you're not really, you're going to have to be asking them to be guarding the top players on the other teams because yeah. you have Mitchell and, and Garland out there who you don't want on the best players on other teams from a fatigue and size and just ability standpoint. Those guys aren't the most talented defenders. So it's like that creates a problem. Do you want LaVert out there who's a bit redundant with, you know, Mitchell and Garland? And then do you, Or do you want like an Okoro, which makes it so that you have three guys that the defense doesn't have to respect from beyond the arc. So it's just like, I don't know what one lineup I can think of that. I'm like, this is really going to be dominant. Even if Mitchell is playing well and fighting, you know, putting up great stats, which is going to be even harder for him to do just because they don't have the shooting around him. Like Mobley, like Moby's a really good player. He's going to be a stud, like you said, but he hasn't taken the leap to the next level to the point where it's like teams have to respect him a ton as a shooter or as a post-up threat. He's really just an okay offensive player and a great defensive yeah. player at this point, um, which is completely okay. Like, like I said, I think he's still going to be a stud, but as of right now, I just don't know if they have the lineup versatility and depth to get it done. Even though I, liked most of their moves in a in a vacuum this offseason so i think they got better on paper but i just don't know how much that actually shows up in the playoffs um moving on to the west i think it's hard to talk about the suns because we haven't seen a single game with beal booker and Durant. um which is i guess maybe the best thing you can say about this group so far is like (laughs) watch out they might be injured a lot um But I kind of like what they have going where they always have some length out there with KD and they usually, you know, have one of a Kogi or Bates Diop, who's a good defensive player out there. And then it's just a bunch of guys who know their role and are out there to shoot threes and play defense. And it's like, it's simple, but it's a good formula. I would say the one big concern I have with them has been Nurkic, who I talked about once when this trade first happened, where they acquired Nurkic, where I was like, I don't know you might get played off the court in the playoffs and it already seems like they're having to lean into Kevin Durant at center which is like a complete complete problem when like he's a 34 year old seven footer who's already got some injury history like you don't want to be playing him more than three or five minutes a game at the center position um, until the playoffs and then it's like That also, of course, hurts your defense. But then at the same time, Nurkic hurts your defense. So I don't even know what you do, to be honest. If you're the Suns, they kind of screwed themselves by trading for Nurkic, but they were screwed by having eight. And so I don't know how to feel. They're so talented that I think they're going to just start to click at some point and really put together a lot of wins. They're not a team that particularly matters what seed they are. As long as they get into the dance, they're going to have a chance. Wow! Wow! Look at that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then as for the Lakers, I'll say a similar thing about like the win total, where it's like I don't think this is a team that's going to be pushing for fifty-five wins. Whatever, there's no point to doing that. As long as they get in the playoffs, especially as a top-six seed, if they can do that and avoid the play, and it's it's really not going to matter to them. Um, my main thing would be is Austin Reeves has to get more involved. I think. He was the guy that it was like, okay, he could have like a 20, you know, 25 and five type season and really take some of the burden off LeBron and AD, especially LeBron, who's about to turn 39. But it's like now gotten to the point where they really can't win a game without LeBron playing like 38 minutes, which is a big issue because it seems like they wanted him to play around 28 minutes a game this year, which I don't even necessarily disagree with at his age. It's just like the difference between what they need him to play and what. He needs to play to stay right healthy.
0: Now. Sorry? I think they're, sorry, they're getting blown out right now. They
1: yeah, are, yeah, they're getting blown out by the Rockets.
0: Yep. They got <laughs> some randos they're running out there. I mean, I guess they're getting blown Colin out.
1: Castleton.
0: Colin Castleton. Colin Castleton, Des Moines Hodge. Oh, my God. Like, what? Yes. Is, oh, Colin Castleton was the Florida Florida guy,
1: yeah. yeah he so played in Michigan, they, too, they, I didn't realize. Yeah, they're also missing, like, Vanderbilt prince has missed time hayes has missed time vincent has been out basically the whole year and they just got um rui hachimura back who'd have been who'd missed i think every game since the first one so like they're missing like five guys that would play 20 minutes or so each so that's another thing where it's like maybe this team does have like elite depth and we just don't know it yet um Cause it seems like they have a lot of guys who have played well when they played, but they just haven't played consistently. So that's another yeah. thing. Um, but I'll be honest, the team I wanted to talk about most was the Warriors. I'm really, really high on the Warriors this year. I think again, it's, it's a very simplified look, way of looking at things, but I think when your team doesn't have Steph Curry on the court, you got to do everything you can to not be horrible. And there's been one year in Kevin in Seth Curry's career where he was not, the team was not a negative with him off the court. And that was in 2017, 2018 when they had arguably the best team of all time and they were barely a positive. So it's been really hard to be good off with Seth Curry off the court in his career. Um, But now you've kind of got Chris Paul running this second unit and it almost feels like a completely different style of basketball. So it's like, they're not really reliant on having a great shooter like Steph on the court. They're able to play more pick and roll, more isolation, more stuff like that. And they do leave that lineup out there for a few too many minutes for my liking. Like in close games, they'll kind of leave it out there for the first like four or five minutes of the fourth. And it's like, all right, get the, get the starters back. But, um, you know, at least they've been competent with Steph off the court and they've been able to reduce the minutes for these older guys. So I'm just, I'm just really confident. I feel like the chemistry was completely off with the Warriors last year for pretty obvious reasons. Like Draymond punched a dude. Like that makes sense why it was weird. But I think you've got a lot of that gone now. And I just, I mean, Steph's a killer, man. Like he's he's the only guy I think you could consider for the best offensive player in the league besides Jokic, to be honest. I think his shooting and the playmaking that, that creates that, Goes unnoticed on the box score is probably like the most you know the most valuable thing that no one even realizes is how many assists he creates just by his movement and gravity like you know it's a pretty token statement to be like oh he has a lot of off ball gravity but when you think about what it actually means is it just like it forces the defense to do things that they would never normally do and there's very few guys especially centers who can help help off of screens you know close out to Steph and then also you know be able to help when Gary Payton back cuts and and Draymond finds him right you know out of nowhere like that's how how well built this Warriors team is and I just think they're they're ready for another run so I, I honestly think they might be the biggest threat to the Nuggets um and I'll be honest I think I've been pretty discouraged from what I've seen but from the Lakers I've I I was a big believer in them going into the year, but they just look so dependent on LeBron in the regular season. And I was thinking that their hope would be, you know, get LeBron, you know, a nice, relaxed, healthy season where he doesn't have to do too much, much like the 2019-2020 bubble year where he had time off before the bubble, but he came into the bubble and was just ready to go on a run. And we saw it in the last game, of the playoffs last year, like LeBron has it in him to dominate a game. (laughs) he just can't do it for seven straight games for four straight series anymore. Um, So you ultimately have that weapon in your back pocket at any point, and he will come alive when the situation matters most. It's just about getting there and, and being a really good team. And a lot of that starts with health. So again, Suns and Lakers, it's almost too early to say anything about it's almost too early to say anything about anyone. We're six yeah. games, <laughs> but it's almost too early to even get a sense of what guys have looked like and what the fit has looked like because we've seen so little of the the Suns, stars, and the uh, the Lakers. We just don't even know what their rotation is going to look like. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on the West?
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, you're the basketball expert. I'm not going to try to to out uh, out. I don't even know what out. I'm not, I can't even find the word outshine I'm looking for. me, outshine you. That's a good one, but yeah. Um, you know, the Suns obviously, you got the big three star power. I think offensively, it's going to be one of the toughest teams to defend, you know, maybe ever. I mean, those three yeah. guys, you know, uh, it's going to be tough. Obviously, though, like you said, defensively, uh, they're probably going to give up a lot of points. It's not a very good defensive team, so it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of parallel works. Um, with the Lakers. Like you said, like, they're banged up right now. Uh, you know, AD didn't play tonight. Like, they're just – the Lakers are just – they just got to get there and, like, kind of like last year, like, hope that it kind of clicks at the right time in the playoffs and, and they can make a run. Obviously, having LeBron and, and AD, if they're at their best, um, that's as good a duo as any in the NBA. Um, you know, I don't know, though. I it, It's tough to say. I, I feel like in the West it's so tough to, like, dethrone the Nuggets. Like, I just think the Nuggets have the – as long as their guys are healthy, like they just have the formula, they have the style right now. Um, you know, the Warriors, like you said, like feels like last year was a down year, this year's kind of another comeback year, like the year they won the finals. Like, Steph is just still at the highest level and the depth they got now with you know, Chris Paul, you still dream on there. Wiggins is back playing, uh, Gary Payton, all these guys, obviously, Clay. Um, like they're loaded. the The Clippers are super interesting. Obviously, Harden has played two games. I believe they've lost both those games. Um, which, like, how the hell are those four gonna play together? Like, it, it's already looking like it could be a mess. Who knows? Um, I mean, there's a it's it's a lot of the West. I feel like right now is like a lot of like teams that they just have to mesh. Like, you have all these new kind of stars in the West. You got all these almost like super teams, I guess you could say, that have tried to form. So it's really, it is really tough to say, honestly, I think, you know, like you said, like the Warriors had that proven, you know, the two teams, I guess for me that are like, have that, I don't know, It's so tough. Cause I want to say like proven, I guess, I mean, we saw the Lakers make the run last year. They didn't beat the Nuggets. Did they get better enough to beat the Nuggets? I don't really know. I think it would take a a super sane performance from uh, probably AD to be honest. AD would I think have to be the key to that. Um, the Warriors, like, can they beat the Nuggets? Like, maybe, maybe Steph is just, if Steph gets hot, like, they could probably take him down. So, I don't know. Like you said, like, Warriors, maybe. The Suns are going to be super interesting offensively. Can any team keep up with them? Um, There's a lot of, you know, I think checking back 20 games into the season, 20 games from now, I think we'll have a better picture of kind of what the West looks like. But I think right now it's kind of just a lot of, hey, on paper, you know, these guys are doing what, whereas, like, we kind of need to see like, okay, this is working. This is not like what, what teams are good, what teams are a mess. So that's kind of where I stand on the West. I think, like you said, the, the nuggets are clear, clear, you know, clear head of the pack. And then it's kind of a lot of teams where, Hey, there's, there's a lot of talent there, but who's going to work together. Who's going to play a good enough defense to, you know, compete and potentially take down the nuggets.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You want to go down? NFL? Yeah.
0: yeah, let's do it. So, uh, I mean, last week, like we uh, kind of talked about on the podcast, it was a mix of really good games and then really bad games just on the schedule. Um, I mean, real quick, before we jump into predictions, I feel like there's two games I really wanted to talk about. And uh, we'll start off with CJ man. one of the, you know, obviously, I think I think that's probably the single handedly best rookie quarterback performance of all time one of the best quarterback performances yeah. of all time. Like honestly, 470 yards, five touchdowns, game winning drive, 45 seconds, I think it was. They marched down the field. They beat the Bucs. Um, you know, Baker played pretty well in this game too. Um crazy game. Noah Brown. I mean the Texans had three receivers over a hundred yards. We talked about it last week on the podcast, Dev. You said, you know, maybe CJ Stroud's better than Tua. Um you know it, it's starting to look like CJ Stroud is I mean, we've we've seen he's legit, but now it's like, oh, my God, is this guy top 10 already? Like, he is a star, probably one of the best, you know, rookie quarterbacks we've seen in, in recent memory. I can't think of one that's been better than him off the top of my head, per se, statistic-wise, like, yeah. I guess.
1: Honestly, like, the best couple rookie seasons I can think of are Stroud, Luck, and Cam Newton. But those are yeah. over a decade ago at this point. Like, this is this is really it's really been a long time since we've seen a quarterback come in and dominate um and especially not someone who is seen as some generational like bust proof prospect like we've seen a trevor lawrence come out in the last few years and have his share his fair share of struggles in in his early years um burrow didn't have the best rookie season like especially record wise like these were guys who were seen as like can't miss bus proof prospects and they they're great obviously but even they yeah. didn't have these dominant rookie type seasons so there's nothing you can say that's like that, you know is too far with stroud in terms of as a rookie like this is about as good as a rookie you can really have as a quarterback it's just hard to come in and dominate the hardest position in sports as like a 22 23 year old kid and that's what he's doing right now with a very average supporting cast if we're going to be nice like those guys are balling out though. I mean they're, Yeah, they're, they're balling, balling out, right? but like they can't run the ball and like it's Noah Brown. Like <laughs> what is going Tank, on? I
0: think Tank Dell's pretty good. I, th- I Tank think Tank Dell can Del's play and kind of Collins can play. Dalton Schultz is a is a underrated tight end. I mean, he yeah. kinda got no love in free agency this past offseason, but I mean he had what, ten for one thirty in a yeah. tuddy last game? Like guy can play. Um and yeah, like you said, I mean like yeah, it's kind of all these random guys like Nico Collins, Noah Brown. Like, yeah, it, it isn't the the fancy. I mean, I guess Robert Woods is kind of in phase is he hurt maybe, or is he just been totally phased out?
1: I think he's just been phased out. He might be hurt, yeah. but
0: um yeah, I mean it's not even worth looking up to be honest. But yeah, like you said, like the running game is basically non existent. I mean, that old line is terrible, but the fact that this Houston team is four and four is nuts. Demico Ryans has done an incredible job there the defense I mean obviously they have 37 points but it's been pretty pretty good throughout the year and yeah man like that Stroud deal it just you know how's Will Anderson been playing let's say two sacks on the year I mean he hasn't been a Will Anderson has not been I guess as, as people like going into a la, lot before last year we we're talking about Will Anderson like one of the greatest you know pass rusher um prospects of all time and rightfully so and last year at Alabama it wasn't I guess his, his greatest year and then this year's not disappointing i guess i haven't watched enough he might be having a better year than the two sacks on the stat sheet show but um regardless i mean people were clowning that move on draft and it's still uh it's still you know the jury is still out on it i guess we could say but i mean that pick is they're four and four now it's not going to be like a number one overall pick and dj Stroud, man i mean what a what a stud i've kind of gone on a little tangent here but this this texans franchise finally uh you know, there was a few down years, obviously with the Deshaun aftermath and whatnot. But now, I mean, things are looking bright for this team. I still wish they took someone else. I forget what guard they took. A they took a did James they take offensive lineman?
1: Or last year, you're saying?
0: Did oh, they took one last year is what I'm thinking. They of, took right? like Ken, right? Because then they Green traded up for Will Anderson. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was thinking. of. So totally disregard that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you got anything else on this game, or you want to move on to? Uh, Dallas and uh and Philly
1: let's let's talk about Dallas and Philly um, I mean what
0: a crazy game yeah go yeah. ahead Deb
1: <laughs> yeah no I mean it's just this was everything you'd want as an objective football fan like the crazy comeback the cool touchdowns close calls that I think for the most part everyone agreed were the right calls like that touch yeah. like the touchdown they ruled short was obviously very close but like, I do think he was short and that was the right call so I don't think there were any like missed calls per se, but there were some close ones that definitely had the, had had people wondering like what even is the right call here? Um, But the Eagles ultimately tried to give this game away. They, they wanted no part of winning this game until the very, very end in the fourth quarter. Like they just, I mean, you can't, it, they can't, they couldn't run the ball at the very end of the game, which isn't, isn't something we've really seen from this Eagles team often. Um and then giving up a big pass interference play. James Bradbury is an issue, um, to say the least. But outside of that, it, it feels like this Eagles team is just winning the winning games no matter what. And the Cowboys, I mean, I don't know. Is it a moral victory? But now you probably can't win the division, or it's gonna be really, yeah. really hard to you're gonna get have to get some luck from the eagles losing which good luck would be my (laughs) what i say it just doesn't seem like this team is going to lose a ton of games um even with a really tough schedule coming up after the bye but you know it's just it's just like win a big game dallas that's that's what i have to say like every year they can be competitive in certain ones maybe they win you know a token big game but it's just i just I obviously don't like the Cowboys, so I don't (laughs) want them to do well, but I just, it's got to be so frustrating. Like they, they're so talented. They have the potential to be both like one of the better offenses in the league and one of the better defenses in the league, but they just can't play complete games consistently enough. And even in a weaker NFC, it just feels like they're kind of like the odd men out in a, in a, in a sense, like you had, You know, you got blown out by the Niners, but you played your really good game against the Eagles, your division rival on the road. Yeah. Just feels like a game you have to win. Just feels like a game you have to win. That's that's all I really have to say about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think. Like it's this game was crazy. I mean, it was there's a lot. Obviously, tensions are high in Philly. Cowboys need this game. And you have that final drive. I mean, countless penalties. The, you know, the Eagles look as sloppy as they have all all year. Bradbury goes down. Flay goes down on the drive. You get to the six-yard line after a – what was it? Offsides or it was a yep. – yeah, offsides. You're at the six-yard line. You have a false start. Dak takes a big sack. And then you're at like 23 and you're like – Chuck it. And then they don't knee it. They throw it up, which is like, whatever, I guess. And then it's, like, final play, and you throw it short at, like, the five-yard line. I mean, it's just, like, I'm not even, like, you can't blame Dak fully for that, obviously. And Dak actually played really well in this game. Um, So, shout-out to him because he obviously gets a lot of criticism. Um, But, I mean, they had the game in their hands. I mean, the Eagles defense had nothing on that last drive, nothing. They were fouling left and right. It, it was just – fouling It's like it's a, it's like it's the NBA. They were committing penalties <laughs> left and right. I mean, they they walked down the field off off the yellow flag basically. And I mean, obviously I think there was that pass to CD that that was pretty big. But oh my god, Dallas should have won this game. Um, you know, Philly, man, this team just wins I mean, 8 and 1, it feels like they haven't even played good football for a lot of it. Obviously yeah. AJ Brown has been like the big story. I think you got to look at him and he's been balled out first, first game, you know, held under hundred yards in a long time, still had a touchdown though. Um, yeah. I mean, this team is just cruising along eight and one, the tush pushing their way to uh, to victory. And yeah, like you said, like, it, there's no reason to, uh, I feel like Philly at this point, probably, you know, you don't want to say locked up, but it feels pretty likely that they will be the one seed going into the playoffs. So um, great game. I mean, as advertised uh you know some of these great games this weekend were, were were truly great you know they look good on paper and they uh they were so um yeah i don't you want to jump to predictions you got anything else on that
1: yeah no let's go to predictions
0: all right so tomorrow night we are treated to a beauty oh, oh my man panthers bears it's gonna be tyson Bajan, i believe that's the first name i botched it last week tyson bajin versus bryce, bryce young, young. Um, oh, my God. I mean, this is like, this is a game where it's just like, you might not like you just maybe you throw it on if you're really bored, but it's like, it's just ugly. I mean, what it, I don't even have much to say. Um, how do you even pick a winner in this one? It's tough. Who do you think?
1: Do we go with a tie? <laughs> <laughs> like Zero a tie enough. just feels like. Iowa the perfect Northwestern
0: style. Sorry. No, I said I, Iowa Northwestern style. They, oh yeah, uh, tied at the half.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it might be zero zero. Um, I think I'll go with the Panthers. I guess for a prediction, I, I just think they have like s- slightly more juice, probably on both sides of the ball. Mind to the Sweat will probably be like playing more this week, so I guess that's what I'll be like paying attention to the most. I really like the um, the angle they do on on Prime, like you can do like the alternate angle and you can see all 22 dudes. So I like to get, yeah, I like to get my nerd on every Thursday (laughs) and watch, watch some like offensive linemen or defensive linemen I've been thinking about lately. So I'll probably come back next week with some more thoughts on Montez sweat, but, Outside of that, I really, I, yeah, no, I mean, I, I love doing this podcast, but I don't love talking about this game. I don't, like, <laughs> This isn't one that I have a ton of strong thoughts or opinions on, but I'll go with the Panthers, I guess, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you bring in the Montez sweat tree that, you know, what a weird, I mean, they extend him this week, four years, 98 million, but a guy who really hasn't, you know, had all the success in the world, I mean, he's a solid NFL player, but paying him all that money, traded like, what's going to be an early second-round pick. I mean, they did it again. Eh? It just feels like, what are the Bears doing, man? It, I don't know. Ryan Poles, you got to feel like he's kind of on the hot seat a little bit in Chicago. I mean, he hasn't really done a great job. But regardless, um, yeah, I'm going to pick the uh, the Panthers. I feel like Tyson Bajan was fun for the one week, and now it's like, okay, this guy's not an NFL quarterback. Like, you know, time, time for Justin to come on back. Um, you know, Bryce Young – Not obviously, you know, I think for him, it's tough comparing him, you know, with CJ Stroud right now, because everyone's, you know, has the feeling of, oh, Stroud, you know, he's been better than him, you know, much better. Uh, Bryce Young has won one game, whatever. But, you know, there's still a second half of the season. You know, hopefully Bryce Young can improve. I will pick the Panthers. I forget if I said that already. But, um, you know, I think Adam Thielen's had kind of a, a big year. Um, they just need they're just a long ways away. They don't really have many pieces. They brought in Miles Sanders, who's now basically been benched. Like this team's just still a long ways away from, from competing. Um you gotta wonder if Frank Reich, you know, c- kind of gets fired quickly there. Um, you know, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see, but uh yeah, I'll go with the Panthers. I think just Tyson Bajan was not very good. Yeah. Um uh, moving along. Yeah,
1: sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, Colts-Patriots. Another fun Germany. One. <laughs> In Germany. Germany. Um, My advice would be to sleep through this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to stay up. I'm going to have to wake up because I have Jonathan Taylor in a big fantasy matchup this week, so I got to watch, but um, well, the Colts actually seem to play pretty interesting games, so maybe i yeah. will find a way to make this one interesting, but these aren't teams that are really doing anything this year I'm pretty confident about the Colts outlook like I've kind of talked about so I won't go into that again um I pick the Patriots every week and they lose um you know I just think that they're like slightly better than the other bad teams and then they're not so (laughs) the Patriots are really bad um they just they just don't have anything really good about them on either side of the ball. Like, I thought their line would be good. I thought their run game would be good. That's not the case. I thought Judon and Witherspoon, no, oh, my God, I'm doing it again. Gonzalez, yeah. Gonzalez would be big impact makers, Um, but they've been hurt. So that's, <laughs> you know, that's been tough for their defense. So yeah. it's just not been, not been a fun year for the Patriots. I'm going to go with the Colts in Germany. Hopefully Jonathan Taylor has a big day, but that that's about it
0: preach to that um yeah it's actually funny i was looking i forget what fantasy league it was but patriots d was available they were projected like seven points and i was like kind of in need for defense i was like oh like pats d like how are they on waivers right now and i'm I'm, like oh yeah the patriots sucked this year i go click on it it's like they're giving up 30 points a game i mean this this team sucks um i mean we've known mac jones like what the deal is at this point for years i mean he went this is third year now um I guess they made the playoffs the first year, but Mac Jones sucks. He's maybe a backup, you know, maybe a serviceable starter on like a transition rebuild team. Um, You know, Ramondre did have a good week last week, so hopefully, maybe he can kind of turn his season around. Hasn't been great. Um, I am going to pick the Colts. I mean, the Colts have honestly they they won last week, right against Carolina. Yeah, they took care of business. Kenny Moore, two pick sixes. Shout out to Kenny Moore. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that is sick. Uh, but Gardner's done pretty well there, honestly. And obviously JT and, and Zach Moss has been a great duo. Um, they got playmakers on that defense. Like we just said, Kenny Moore, two pick sixes last week. So, um, you know, if they win, this, they're five and five, too. So the Colts have been sneaky good. Sneaky, sneaky. maybe they sneak into in the AFC playoff or or maybe they Jags start losing, they win this AFC South. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. But, yeah, uh, both Colts here. Uh this next game is is a uh, is a big one. Brown's at Ravens. uh, the Ravens are seven and two. I mean they they beat the breaks off uh, I mean, they're destroying everyone they're playing. uh, they beat the crap out of Seattle, and they somehow played close against Arizona and then the the week before they had beaten the crap out of Detroit. I mean, it is a weird, weird, weird three game stretch, but they are on fire right now. Offense is clicking on all cylinders. Their defense is one of the best in the NFL. Obviously Cleveland, one of the better defenses in the NFL. Deshaun Watson, good to go this week. Um, you know, Cleveland's Cleveland's O line, excuse me, is starting to get banged up. Jedrick Will's uh on IR. I think he'll be back by the end of the season, which is good for them. Um and then DeWan Jones did not practice today. So bit of trouble at the tackle position uh what are your thoughts on this one obviously a huge game for uh both these teams really
1: yeah i mean this is this is like such a big game both in terms of the division and the wild card because yeah. obviously these are two top two of the top teams in the division but then you know every team in this division is good or has a good record and in the case of the steelers um so like and I don't expect the Steelers to stop winning games to be honest like I expect them to be in at least that nine to ten win range um so every team here is going to be competing for a playoff spot so every divisional game matters a, a ton more than it already mattered so this is going to feel like a playoff game I just feel like the Browns are going to win for some reason wow. I think, I think the Ravens have like you said like a great stretch of football but then also a weirdly like Is this a little concerning? Like, why aren't you blowing out the Cardinals quite as badly? Um then they
0: blow out the real team, so it's like Yeah.
1: So yeah, yeah. I don't even yeah, they just blew out the Lions and who they even play last week. Why am I forgetting? Seattle. Seattle, yeah. Two good teams. Um so that's weird. Lamar does seem to own the NFC teams for some reason. Um, I think he's like 20 and two or something against NFC teams, but uh Yeah, I just think this Browns defense is going to maybe be able to give the Ravens offense a tough day. As good as this Ravens defense has been, I think there's got to be some type of regression to the mean at some point. And I don't even want there to be because their defense has been so fun to watch. But I just don't think this has the talent of like one of the best defenses of all time. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, Maybe I'm not seeing things correctly but i think they have like a pretty talented defense maybe like the eighth most talented defense in the league and they're performing like by far the best so maybe coach mac is just a freaking genius and he should definitely get some head coaching looks that's that's the last thing i have to say about the about the ravens
0: yeah um both these d coordinators i mean you gotta think might start getting looked at uh a little bit. I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one. Um, As much as I want to pick the Browns, I can't. I just feel like, you know, Deshaun last week is pretty solid. I feel like he'll probably struggle a bit this week. I mean, we just haven't seen that, like, textbook performance against an elite team, I feel like, from him since he's been with the Browns. Um, You know, I think both these defenses are really, really good. I I don't think the Ravens are going to put a 35 on Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland just pitched a shutout. I mean, obviously, it was clean and tuned, but one of the easiest, you know, shutouts, wins of all time, I feel like you could say. Um, so, obviously, this defense is talented. I think Lamar, though, you know, poses and has always kind of posed a tough challenge for the Browns. They haven't really beaten him much, um if at all. I mean, they've probably beaten him once or twice. But, um you know, it's a huge game. I, I think they'll just be able to get it done. I think, you know, Odell revenge game. I mean, who who knows? Uh, you know, has he? I, I don't know. Probably not played them since. I don't got think traded. So. Yeah. Um. Oh, no, not.
1: they played. They played already. Oh, they did. Yeah, because remember did? Dorian Thompson Robinson started. I, I think. Oh,
0: Cleveland. okay. I totally forgot that.
1: So yeah. Um.
0: No, they did. Oh yeah, twenty-eight to three Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So I guess yeah, the Baltimore has put up twenty-eight points against Cleveland. Obviously, Cleveland will be better offensively than they were that game. Um. But this is a huge week for Deshaun just in general. Like, if he goes out and balls out and gets his team to dub, you got to start kind of, you know, is he back? I don't know. I don't think he'll ever be back. But, you know, is he a a solid quarterback that could maybe lead this team, you know, to some playoff wins? You know, this is the type of week that shows that in Baltimore. So that's all I got. I don't think he'll get it done. I think it'll be the
1: Ravens, though. Yeah, just one thing quickly. Yeah. Will he ever be back? No, but can he be someone like Dak? Maybe. Like yeah. like seriously, like if he could just be good, like this team he has could
0: be Super Dak, potential.
1: yeah. Yeah, no, like I think I think this team has Super Bowl potential. Um yeah, as long as he's not like a disaster. So um like you said, probably not back, but it could if if just any sign of positivity just positive quarterback play could be such a big thing for this Browns team. They're so loaded. Um, sure. yeah. Uh moving on. Uh Packers, Steelers is a former Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, this yeah. is a bit of a disgusting matchup. The Packers, I mean, we can talk about bad. They did win last week against the Rams and Brett Ripon, but They still find a way to make it look ugly every week. Their offense is inept. It seems like Aaron Jones is like now exists in the offense, which Yeah. They actually give him the
0: ball for once. Twenty. Yeah, they they actually
1: have been giving him the ball or gave him the ball last week. But it just doesn't feel like enough. Love just doesn't think I don't think he's there yet. And to be honest, I don't think he ever will be. But even if even if he was gonna develop into some good quarterback, it's not like they have the team around him to be any good. So This will certainly be a game that the Steelers keep way too close for most of the game and then pull out with some theatrics in the end. Um, One of the easier game scripts to read this week for me. Uh.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers too. I think this is, you know, like you said, like there's not really much to talk about. Like Jordan Love isn't isn't good. You know, Kenny Pickett does have a little clutch gene in him. I got to give him credit. Like Kenny Pickett can, you know, he's led a lot of fourth quarter, you know, touchdown drives, game winning drives. So credit to him. Um, you know, the, Najee Harris has started to play a little bit better too. Warren's been good, so they've been able to run the ball, um, which has been good. So yeah, I, I think the Steelers win this game at home too. Like, yeah, Jordan Loving going into uh into Pittsburgh and coming out with the W. So enough said on that one. Moving along. Uh this is actually a pretty good game. 49ers at Jaguars. Both these teams coming off the bye. Uh, you know, Jacksonville six and two, Sanford five and three. Uh, first time we'll see Chase Young as a 49er, which is exciting. Um, I saw something that defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes will be on the sideline for this one. So the classic when things aren't going right. Let's let's bring the coordinator let's down. That'll, down. Fix <laughs> That'll fix everything. That'll fix everything. Yeah, uh, that's some stupid shit. But um, regardless, <laughs> what do you think about this one?
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm really excited for this matchup. Um, I think like... To be honest, we get real nerdy here. I think the Niners do a lot of things similarly to what the Steelers do defensively, which is a lot of like the call you would expect, you know, as in, Mm -hmm. you know, on third and long, they're dropping into a more conservative zone coverage on, you know, third and short, they're probably running some type of of cover one man, you know, you know, something like that. It's not strict, you know, to a T, but they're one, you know, these are both two of the teams that like to play, you know, two to the, you know, what, what makes most sense in, in any given situation, which is fine, especially when you have the talent, those defenses do, but we saw the Jaguars, you know, have creative things to kind of dial up against everything the Steelers had. And I just think this is a good matchup for the Jaguars, man. I think Lawrence is prime for a big day. I think, I think Ridley is prime for a big day as much as that's going to burn me. Um <laughs> Do you but, all him in
0: fantasy is that a – I have him
1: in, I have him in all three leagues I think so <laughs> I've I've, here I've comes collected. two catches for 11,
0: 11 yards
1: yeah so I'm I'm probably screwing myself over here by going big on the Jaguars but I'm going to give you the take that that I do think is going to happen so I I do think the Jags pull it out probably a really good game like you said like things haven't been going as great for the Niners defense and I wonder exactly what the issue is the big thing a lot of people have been saying is no D'Amico Ryans which I don't necessarily disagree with but I also don't think Steve Wilkes is like a bad defensive coach so he
0: just wasn't on the field though he just wasn't yeah he wasn't on the
1: field that's you could see what was going on (laughs) 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 I
0: just
1: just like to imagine like Shanahan he's like hey you got to get on the field buddy okay (laughs) um Yeah, so I don't know where I'm going. (laughs) But, yeah, backwards.
0: I'm going to go with the 49ers, and I think they blow them out. Um, I think this team is way too good to lose three in a row. They're coming off the bye. Debo Samuel was a full go today in practice, um, which I think is huge. Um, You know, it just opens up that pass game so much more. Um, You know, they were dealing with some injuries. CMC wasn't 100%. Hopefully he's closer to that now. Kittle started to come alive the last few weeks. If they could extend that and get him more involved than he was early on the year, I think that only helps. Um, and this defense, I'm excited to see this D-line. I mean, they've got so many talented pass rushers. Obviously, Nick Bosa leading the way, but you got Hargrave, you got Chase Young now, you got Eric Armstead still there, you got Javon Kinlaw, you've got Randy Gregory. I mean, there's just all these names that they can cycle in and out and just make a quarterback stay hell. So I think I'm really excited to see this defense this week. Trevor Lawrence, yeah, this team's got six wins. I don't know. I haven't really been – he just hasn't performed like I think people rate him. So, um, like, I don't know if you could say he's – I mean, maybe I'm – let me see if I can pull up the stats real quick. But, like, I just don't feel like he's performed like a top 10 quarterback so far this year. I guess, you know, 93 rating, pretty good, almost 2,000 yards, nine touchdowns, four interceptions. Like, it's just like – I don't know. Um, I don't know. I haven't been super impressed with Trevor, like, I kind of was at the end of last year. So we'll see if that changes. Um he hasn't thrown for uh, no, he threw for over 300 yards against the Bills. Um, but maybe I'm just a Trevor Lawrence hater. I don't know. But I am gonna go with the Niners. I, don't I think, think they're so.
1: at... I think that's very fair. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh I'm going go with the 49ers. I do think they win by two plus touchdowns in this one. I just got a feeling that they're gonna come out ready to play, coach on the sidelines. Come on now
1: yeah i mean that's all that's all this um bit of a mid-off here we've got saints vikings um josh dobbs man what a what a freaking performance like the classic like he doesn't even know their names he doesn't even know the playbook (laughs) like it's cool though like he obviously is a dude who can pick up an offense really quickly this is like a smart guy who understands when my first read isn't there, or my first read isn't super open. It's not smart for me to try to make that throw and risk it. Yeah. I'm gonna take off and ma- ma- see if I can make a play with my legs, which he oftentimes can do. He's an athletic guy. He has a reasonably good arm. He's not the least accurate quarterback in the league. Like he's got a really good situation around him. Situation around him. Once Jefferson gets back, I I see no reason why this team can't compete for that seventh spot in the NFC. Um. And the Saints have looked quite a bit better. Um, you know, the Taysom Hill thing is working somehow. Like It's working well. It's working well. Like, he's just a good runner. He's, like, now catching passes and throwing passes. And, like, yeah. I don't know how it works, but it does. And outside of that, their offense isn't too bad. So, like, as long as Carr is playing well, which he hasn't this whole year, Um, he has the last few weeks. So as long as he can continue at this level or close to it, I think the saints win the NFC South, which isn't saying much. So I'm going to go Vikings here. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I think the Vikings are just a better team. They just have more talent. I think the saints are just, I think the saints are average on both sides of the ball and the Vikings are average on defense and just have a little bit. Oh, well, Jefferson might not even be playing this week. So I don't know how I feel about this one. I'm going back and forth. I'll stay with the Vikings, but this is definitely one of my less confident picks.
0: Yeah, you know, you talk about the Saints. Like, I mean, Derek Carr. He gets a lot of hate, but the guy has gone out. This team's won five games. Like, he's he's been all right. And you know, they've started moving away from the checkdown. I mean, Camaro only had four catches in this one. A lot of those were on the same drive. Um Taysom Hill, though, like, like <laughs> I mean, I I think I think I cursed the man or not cursed the man. I think I you know me saying that you know what are we doing with this Taysom Hill crap still um you know now we got he got 15 touches in this game i mean and threw for a touchdown ran for a touchdown i mean this guy or did he, no i think he caught a touchdown caught a touchdown and threw a touchdown i mean this guy is insane yeah. like he is a true weapon once you get inside that 5 yard line it's like okay well like they're not even like they signed Jamal Williams to kind of be that role but they're like nah it's just Taysom Hill. Taysom it's <laughs> actually pretty it's actually pretty crazy. Like, literally, Jamal Williams was, like, brought in, had, like, 18 touchdowns last year, and <laughs> that guy's not even used. Cause Taysom Hill's just the, the the man, the myth, the legend. So, yeah, the Saints are playing really good, um, and I'm kind of feeling them now, so I'm going to pick them in this game. I don't know. Uh, you know, the Vikings, they got good They got good mojo. They Josh Dobbs, I like what I saw. I mean, he's really been able to play. Um, you know, I saw a little bleacher report alert came across my phone that, you know, he's going to get paid like a second-tier type quarterback or something like that this offseason, which we'll see. I don't know who's going to go out and shell out 20, 30 mil for Josh Dobbs. I think that'd be a little crazy, but um, God bless the man if he gets that. Um, but, yeah, I think the Saints defense is probably the best unit in this game, and I think offensively they're playing at a pace and a rate right now where they got a lot of talent. Chris Olave's been playing well. The Taysom Hill stuff's working. Like, I see no reason why they can't go out and put 25 points up on the Vikings, and. No Jettis. I think uh the Saints defense can figure it out and give a tough day. So I'm gonna go with the Saints here. Six and four feels a little crazy for this team, but hey man, they're 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 not a bad football team. I know we give them a lot of a lot of shit. And are they gonna win the Super Bowl? No. But you know, they got they got some serious talent on this team. Um I don't know the taste of milk stuff has made me a believer, I think. I, I don't know. I got him in all my fantasy league, but so at this point it's uh I mean he's a he's a cheat code, man. He's a cheat yeah. code. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't yeah, know that's a weird world we live in, where Taysom Hill is like a starting fantasy tight end, like for real. <sighs> um, no, hundred.
0: I mean, he got 15 touches this week and like rose touch. It's crazy, and he's only projected like eight points. All the people rank him as cute, tight end 11, and I'm just like, <laughs> uh, what are we doing here? But whatever. Um, moving along, Texans at Bengals. This is a fun one. The Bengals coming off a big win against the Bills. I mean, the Bengals are back. At the end of the day, this team is uh. I think you mentioned it last week. You don't foresee this team losing much the rest of the way. Um, And it it just feels that way for sure. I mean, Joe Burrow has owned Josh Allen. He's basically owned Patrick Mahomes outside the playoffs last year. Um, This guy's just a winner. Jamar Chase did hurt his back, you know, didn't practice today. So, you know, maybe that's something to monitor. But I don't know. I mean, CJ Stroud, Joe Burrow, kind of an Ohio State quarterback matchup. I know Ohio State fans like to claim Joe Burrow. Um, even though I, I'm not sure how many snaps he even took there, but um so yeah, battle of battle of the buckeyes <laughs> in Cincinnati. What do we think? Um
1: I think I think Bengals, like I said, like they're back. Um they're back. everything just feels right. It's it seems like every week it seems like the first three weeks were an outlier more than the reality. And I think it's just time to accept that the Bengals are a really good team that seems to start seasons slow. Um, I wonder if this continues. Like, honestly, like I wonder if, like, are they just gonna be a good team for the next 10 years but lose in week one every year? Like, is that just gonna be their thing? Or I think that'd be cool. But um, besides that, um, this defense is kicking into shape. Um, both their young corners, Cam Taylor Britt and DJ Turner, have been really good. Um, which is a good sign for their secondary along with Adobe Wuzier. Obviously not having Eli Apple there anymore is like, or at least not relying upon an Eli Apple anymore is is something that you can look on as a positive. And um they're really well coached on both sides of the ball. I, I feel like Zach Taylor got a lot of crap and now he's a coach that no one really talks about, but he actually he actually Seems to have a good system on offense. He seems to know how to get the best out of his players. And he seems to be able to motivate the guys. And he also has a great defensive coach coordinator who's who's able to almost single-handedly win them games sometimes, it feels like with his sort of mastermind defensive scheme. So like I said, I'm really high on the Bengals. I'm really high on the Texans too, who we touched on. Um like not this year necessarily, but going forward, yeah. I think this can be a really good team. Um, And we kind of made fun of them for trading their first round pick or I did or I forget exactly what it was. But I think if you asked us our consensus on trading away their first round pick, you know, <laughs> to get another player in the, in last year's draft, I would I think we would have both said it was a pretty risky move, but it's certainly paying out for them. Um, I wonder if it's something we see more where teams are just like, we're just gonna go get our guys no matter how much it costs. Like, if you're really certain a guy's gonna be a stud for you, like, yeah, yeah I'm in. Um, but that being said, I am going with the Bengals. Um, what about you?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go Bengals here. Um, you know, I I don't think you know, CJ Stroud, he balled out. I think this will actually be a pretty good game offensively. I think both these teams will kind of ball out. Um, so. Yeah, but I, I think the Bengals are just better right now. Uh, if Jamar's out. Maybe it gets interesting. T. Higgins had a big week last week, though, so maybe he's starting to look more like himself. Obviously, the first, you know, I guess we're on week 10 now. The first eight weeks of the season were very rough for him. Um, he only really had that game against the Ravens where he played well. So hopefully he gets it going. But, yeah, I'm going to take Burrow. I think this team's just found their groove offensively. Mixon started to get more involved, get going. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I don't got much more to
1: say than that. Yeah, moving along. Um, Oh, God. I, okay, sorry. Titans, Buccaneers. Yep. Not the most interesting matchup. I feel like these are two teams that try to play pretty similar football, like do the best they can on offense, limit turnovers, play good yes, defense. Yeah. Um, I mean, Levis, Levis is interesting, I think obviously he had the great debut and then a tougher week last week, but I was against a really good defense. It's not like this Texans Titans offense is, is like loaded or anything like that. Um, Especially outside of Hopkins, there's not many guys that you can really rely on. So yeah. I still am pretty high on Levis through two games. And I think he's going to have a big week and the bucks just seem to kind of be running out of steam and, they were kind of finding ways to win early in the year. And now it feels like they're finding ways to lose. Um, and that's a big thing for teams. Like you lose a couple close games in a row and you just feel like you can't do anything. Right. And you win a few right, you know, close games like the Eagles have and start to build on that momentum, even if you aren't necessarily playing your best football yet. So I think that's a big thing. And I just think this is a Bucs team going in the wrong direction. So I'm going to go with the Titans.
0: we go with the Bucks. Um, you know, despite what you say, I thought they played pretty well last week, especially That's offensively. True. I mean, I know they scored, you know, thirty-seven points. Baker had that drive. Obviously, the defense didn't play well, but I think CJ Stroud was going to dice up almost any defense out there. Um, you know, like you said, though, um, they're trending downwards for sure. I mean, they they started out, I think, three and one. They might have lost four in a row now. At this I think point, they maybe been I'm three wrong. Now. Three and zero. I mean, yeah, they've even lost like two and or oh, five in a row. Remember. Something like that, yeah. Regardless, I mean, this is a team that's not playing well. And it's honestly not even Baker's fault. Baker's been pretty solid for them this year. Um, You know, it's just tough sailing. Um, But I do think they rebound this week. I mean, the Titans, Will Levis, I agree. Like, I'm happy they're finally going with him. You got to, you know, give a shout-out to Tannehill. He did great things there. Um, But, you know, Will Levis has shown that arm ton. I mean, some of these throws this guy's trying to make, I mean, some of them were really – Really not great, but these like sidearm throws that are he just gets there so fast. And I mean he's got a real, really talented arm. You can see why people were talking about him as a potential top five pick. And you know, Titans would have gotten a gem in the second round, really. Um, you know, landing a guy like Skronsky, Northwestern Brad you know, uh uh, you know, I was uh, you know, with not with him, but you know, he was at the Wrigley, uh Wrigley Northwestern game this last week and I saw him there on the field. Um but you know We'll have a see He could be the guy there. He looks pretty good. So I, I just went on a bit of a tangent. But, yeah, I, I think uh I th- I'll go with the Bucs. I just think the Titans, you know, I don't know. I, it's going to be a low-scoring game. I don't know. I'm The more I think about them, kind of like Titans got a pretty good defense. I don't know. But I'll go with the Bucs. I think this offense has been playing really well. So, uh, yeah, moving along. Lions at Chargers. Uh, it's a fun one. Lions coming off the Bye. Seems like David Montgomery is back. So it'll be interesting to see how that split is with Jameer Gibbs now that, you know, Gibbs really balled out those two weeks when Montgomery was uh, was out. Um, Charters, you know, a, a big win against the Jets on primetime. Eckler had two tutties. Seems like he's kind of finding the end zone again, which is good to see. Um, you know, it's a Charters team that's four and four. So they really need this game. Lions, you know, six and two, trying to really, you know, with the win here, it feels like, you know, playoffs are or an, an, an afterthought, they'll be there for sure. So what do you think?
1: I think this is going to be a good game, but I just, I think the chargers don't match up well with the lions and in, in terms of how they want to play defensively. um, And obviously they're not the best defensive team, but you know, when you look at what they want to do, they want to play softer zone coverage. They want to kind of make the offense take the easy stuff and, Slowly get their way down the field, but if you look at the lines, that's exactly how they want to play. Um, they, you know, golf is really good at making the right decision, no matter if it's a big play or a medium play or even a small play. Sometimes, like sometimes, he just takes three yards or or a smaller, a smart incompletion where a sack would, you know, would maybe happen to some quarterbacks. Like those are the big plays that you don't really notice, um, or big differences at least, not necessarily big plays, but. I just think this is a Lions team that's going to be able to kind of kill them to death with a thousand paper cuts sort of thing. Like a lot of four or five yard runs, you know, eight yard passes to Amon Ra. And I don't know if the Chargers offense can quite keep up. We, they obviously had a really tough week last week against the Jets offensively. And I expect them to be much better than that. You know, especially because this Jets defense is so much so talented, even though the Lions defense is good. They're not quite as good as the Jets defense. Um, but yeah, I'm going with the Chargers. Nope, Lions here. I can't <laughs> speak any. I can't do anything right speaking lions <laughs> today. Um, but yeah, what what about you?
0: I'll go with the Lions too. Yeah, I think they're just a, a really you know coming off the bye. They'll hopefully be fresh. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson has been a freak. Um, you know, this Chargers defense played really well. Maybe that's just the Jets' line being terrible and Zach Wilson holding onto the ball real long. But they played well last week. Um, you know. Obviously, that wide receiver room for the Chargers is pretty banged up at this point. You know, Mike Will goes down for the year. I think Jalen Palmer's out right now. Or Josh, Josh Palmer or Jalen Palmer. Palmer? Josh Palmer, yeah. I think he's out right now. Um, so, a little banged up there. There. So, I just think the Lions are just so good defensively. They play, you know, just tough nose football. LaPorta's been great. And like you said, like, Amon Ra has been really, you know, for a Chargers secondary, that's not amazing. Uh, I think Amon Ra will give them in trouble. But like you said, it feels like they can just kind of, pound their way through this one and probably find a way to win. So I'll go with the Lions. Um, Yeah, I don't really got much more to say than that.
1: Yeah, moving on. Um, Falcons Cardinals. Um, I think we got the return of Kyler here and he's starting. So I guess in a weird world, this is one of the better quarterback matchups of the week because of, I think I saw that there's like nine rookies starting this week or something like that. Is that, no, that can't be
0: Bryce right. Bryce Young, Tyson Bagent, uh,
1: Stroud, Levis,
0: Stroud, Levis. Um, uh,
1: that that can't be right. Yeah, uh, Tommy okay.
0: DeVito maybe.
1: Oh yeah, DeVito's a rookie. I guess uh, like Aiden O'Connell, know. Aiden O'Connell. So, so that's that's six. only like seven. Yeah. So like, never mind. I, maybe it was not nine. Yeah. No, yeah, that can't. I be don't right. think it's nine. Yeah, but anyway, there are a decent amount of rookies starting, but besides that, I'm not super excited for this. <laughs> I have to be honest. What, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Falcons. I mean, I think the Cardinals suck, um, but I guess Kyler's back, so it gets interesting, I guess, but I don't know. Kyler first game back, like, what are the odds this guy goes crazy? Probably not too high. Um, the Falcons, man, I mean, it's just like, what are they doing? Like, this franchise sucks. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't I like Arthur Smith, but like you might have to fire the guy. Like, this guy yeah. is just tanking your draft picks. Like, you draft Kyle Pitts. I mean, we say it every episode Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and now you got to throw Bijan's not even getting used. I mean, it's like I get Tyler Alagier is like a, a solid running back, a good player, but it's like when you invest a top 10 pick in a running back, you got to freaking use him. I mean, Bijan is talented as he is. Called, you know, considered one of the greatest running back prospects in the last, you know, decade, 20, 30 years. I mean, as good as we've ever seen almost. And it's like they're not even using him. Bijan's got like one rushing touchdown on the year or something like that, if that. I mean, I mean, Bijan's not even getting in the end zone. It's just frustrating to watch all three of these. I mean, Drake London's probably been the most successful relatively out of the three of them so far. I mean, I guess Bijan's a rookie, but.
1: That's crazy. Not, yeah.
0: They're just not getting the ball to these guys. So, Arthur Smith, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I like the guy, but might be time to go. Just, just like, like I don't know. The offensive philosophy is just not working. So, regardless, um, I will go with the Falcons. I think they're still better. Um, Heineke, I mean, I don't think he – did this team – who did they play last week? I totally forget. They lost to the Vikings, right? So, like, Heineke – You know, wasn't necessarily the problem. Um, you know, John, John Smith, man, this guy, when their top two receivers are John Smith and and Cordero Hodge, man, like, (laughs) I mean, I'm done talking about the Falcons, I'll pick them to win, but I I just, it's frustrating.
1: Yeah, no, I'm uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Falcons too, but they're frustrating to watch. Um, maybe I guess once Kyler gets healthy, which you know, and, and, you know, gets back in the flow of things, which probably won't be this week. Like you said, maybe this offense could be a little interesting, but that's about it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the more boring matches of the week. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I don't think anyone will be, uh, anyone will be begging for this to come across the red zone screen. Uh, This next one. I mean, this is, we don't even have Let's talk about the Giants, just the, the state of this franchise. We're both going to pick the Cowboys, obviously. This is probably going to be a blowout. Um, I'd be shocked if Dallas doesn't have a pick six in this one. I'd probably – I mean, I feel like the money for that should be, like, minus 330, honestly. It yeah feels like a, a lock almost. Um, I guess it's going to be Tommy DeVito or maybe Matt Barkley. I know they brought in Jacob and I mean, it's like – so let's talk Danny Dimes tears the ACL. Um do you think it's the last we've seen as him as, of him as the Giants starting quarterback and just like where do you think this franchise kind of goes from here at this point
1: Yeah I think this is kind of a cop out answer but I really do think it depends on where that draft pick ends up and if it ends up in the top 2 I think they take a quarterback and maybe Daniel Jones is on the team next year but he's not the quarterback you know maybe he's the backup or if some world he's 40 million dollar backup <laughs> Yeah, I know. But they can they can get out of the contract after next year. So I don't think this actually necessarily is like some disaster like it really could have been or arguably should have been when they signed that contract. But, um, yeah, what a mess. I mean, I still think Dable's a good coach, but that almost goes to show how bad this roster is because Dable's a solid coach and they can't do anything because they're so... So weak in the offensive line and playmakers, um, and now quarterback especially, <laughs> um. So this has got to be the worst offense in the league, and probably okay. the worst offense I can remember. Honestly, the only one I can think of that's close is the Broncos last year, um. Just in terms of unwatchability, I mean, I guess you've got Saquon, so maybe that, maybe that takes the cake alone. Um, can but certainly-
0: like fifty carries a game
1: yeah they're trying to kill him it's so sad he's he's not he's not gonna run well again uh once he gets paid
0: (laughs) (laughs) never gonna run again um
1: yeah we're yeah so we're going with the cowboys here i don't know do you have much else to say about the giants like yeah i I mean i I
0: think they should have traded saquon obviously hindsight's 2020 you don't expect Danny dimes to go down but like the Saquon, is Saquon really gonna resign? Like, I feel like, no way. Like, I don't know. It's a mess. Um, the Danny Dimes contract was stupid when they signed it. I mean, paying that guy forty million dollars, like, it's, I just, it's like mind blowing. It's like, how do you even do that when the guy is just like, yeah, he had a solid year last year, but it wasn't like, oh my god, this guy is like a forty million dollar player. It's crazy. Um look, this team the O line sucks. I mean, you got Andrew Thomas, he's obviously been banged up, but like outside of him, there's no one really there that you can look at and be like, all right, long term, like this guy for sure is good. Um D line Thibodeau's played better, but like other than that on that defense, is there anyone like long term that you're like, oh, they they I I Dexter Lawrence gotta give credit to to sexy Dexy, he's a good player. But yeah, it's like they really don't have that many guys for the long term right now. Um, I don't know. It's tough to say. I don't really want to linger on this for too much longer, but um, they're screwed. Yeah. Obviously, Dallas going to win this game, but yeah, and then that, you look at that game where they came back and beat Arizona, and you got to be like, oh my God, because if they didn't do that, they are like right in Caleb Williams' range, which they still might end up being. I mean, I don't know if they'll win another game all year, to be honest, but Oh my god, if the Giants get Caleb Williams, I, I'm not gonna be. I feel like he'll just rot there though.
1: Hopefully. Um <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's the Eagles fan coming out. Um, yeah, I want this generational prospect to be horrible if he goes to my rival team. That's that's what that's the reality of being a football fan, man. You you gotta prey on your division opponent's downfalls. But yeah, I think they they're not even set up for a quarterback, like you said, like are they ready to have to surround a quarterback with a solid situation? I really don't think they have the money or picks outside of whatever pick they end up drafting a quarterback with. so maybe maybe you try they to build gotta up their
0: pick business. one though. I feel like they gotta pick one. I feel like if, yeah. I guess if it's the right, I mean, look, they're gonna evaluate everything honestly, obviously, you know, if Drake May's there, do they think he's the guy? Um, do you really want to pick another ACC quarterback? I don't know. That could be a little sketchy. Um I mean who are the other quarterbacks that are gonna go super high in this one? Like a you get maybe they wait till the second round and pick like a, a Michael Penix or a JJ McCarthy, a Bo Nix, and just kind of hope one of the like one of the one of these kind of second tier who are the other first there's gotta be other first rounders that I'm forgetting.
1: I mean Shador if he comes out, maybe. Um I feel like his course, height's kind of kind of potentially Quinn Ewers. Um, my sense is that outside of the top two, it's kind of a question mark if anyone is going to go in the first round.
0: So, yeah, maybe they, maybe they do just wait and kind of, because one of those guys you got, to imagine is going to be like a pretty good quarterback. Um, just, it feels like, yeah, odds are, but yeah, um, whatever. We're talking about the Giants for way too long. Um, moving along, commanders at Seahawks. I'm going to pick the, the Seahawks. I mean, the Commanders, honestly, like, Sam Howell, I just checked, he's thrown for, like, almost 2,500 yards. Like, he's kind of, like, he hasn't been amazing. He's got nine picks, but, like, you know, not, not terrible. I mean, they, they're they they're doing all right, I guess you could say. Um, But I think the Seahawks will have a bounce back week this week at home. Um, Yeah, I don't really have much more to say than that. I just don't think the Commanders are very good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um they've certainly shown like fight and all that and like howell's shown some encouraging signs but they traded away the few good pieces they had on defense so they're just they're not going to be able to stop anyone for the rest of the year i don't think and um their offense probably isn't going to be able to put up like 38 points every week which they're going to need to win which they have almost been doing the last few weeks but yeah. like we saw against the eagles they just Couldn't quite keep up, and now that they have even less talent on defense, I just don't see it happening.
0: Such a weird season for them. I mean, they've, they, I guess the teams they beat aren't very good, like the Cardinals, Broncos, Falcons, and Pats, but they lost to the Bears, they lost to the Giants. I mean, it's just a weird, weird team for sure. Um, Sunday night football. Zach Wilson versus Aiden O'Connell, the Raiders man smoking the victory cigars after uh, the winning of the Giants. I mean, the culture there seems amazing now. It's crazy what firing like two coaches can do for you. Um, Antonio Pierce seems like I mean, he's kind of he he's kind of taken after the Dan Campbell a little bit where he just gets you fired up, ready to run through a brick wall and. You know, maybe that's kind of what we're going to start seeing from some of these coaches. I don't know. I feel like the the prototype has been set a little bit with Dan Campbell, but I feel like Robert Sala is kind of a little similar to that, um, like a defensive. I guess Campbell was offense, but um, you know, these guys that just get you fired up, ready to play. Um, big one for them. Sirianni Bayon. a little bit, yeah, Sirianni too. I mean, he's a little, little less of a physical presence, I guess you could say, than the other three. A little, a little more of a, a but yeah, he. he sirianni gets you fired i mean oh there's a lot of good coaches right now in the nfl but yes absolutely i think there's kind of a pivot to some of these some of these more animated coaches which is great um it's an interesting game um jets really need this one this is you know this defense should play well against this raiders offense aiden o'connell but i don't know what do you think
1: yeah i think i think this is going to be a just a tough start for Aiden O'Connell. I think teams always seem to play well with their first game as an interim coach, but then it kind of seems to fade away and the team seems to remember that they fired their coach for a reason. Um and and what like I mean that in the sense of like this team isn't a Super Bowl team. This team isn't a playoff team um so i just think yeah i think it's a tough day for Aiden o'connell i think jets defense dominates this one um could be close still because of how inept the jets offense can be um max crosby is a freaking beast um i say that every week and i'm gonna keep saying it um that's about it
0: though i'll go with the jets i'm it's a big week for them um Zach did not look good last week. I feel like, you know, we've gone on the Zach Wilson roller coaster where it's been, okay, he got the win, to, okay, this guy's not good, to get this guy off the team immediately, to, oh, okay, maybe there's something there, to, oh, yeah, probably not. And now we're back at pretty much close to another bad week, and it is right back where we were right before the Chiefs game, where it's, this guy sucks, worst quarterback in the NFL, get him off the team. Um, so this is a huge week for him. I mean, this is... I don't want to say he'll get benched because I don't know if they'll bench him, but, like, probably should get benched if he has a bad week this week against a bad Raiders defense. Max Crosby, like you said, probably going (laughs) to go for, like, four sacks on this one. Um, But, yeah, I will pick the Jets. I think their defense has just got to get it done. But the Raiders do have playmakers on this offense. I mean, Jacobs, Adams, and and Jacoby Myers are really good players. So if Aiden O'Connell finds a way to get the ball to those guys, could be a tough day for the Jets, but I do think they'll pull it out. I think their defense has proven that they're good enough, and uh, this offense just needs a, a score. Get the ball to Brees Hall. Get the ball to Garrett Wilson. Um, they need another piece on that offensive side. I mean, Lazard has not been good. Randall Cobb's now healthy scratch. Tight ends are pretty average. Like, they just don't really – they needed the – you know, they need to trade for Devontae Adams in the offense. I was about I to say, yeah. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, it's been rumored a lot, but I don't know. We will – we shall see. Um, I mean, this last game sucks. Bills at Bron- Bill- Broncos at Bills. I'm gonna pick the Bills. And the Bills have, man hey, five and four. They're not even in the playoffs right now. Only win in the last four. Only win in the last five was to the Bucks. After that Dolphins game, man, it was I, I, I. I don't want to say I'm a Bills hater, but I just the media makes me like hate the Bills because they just shove. As soon as they have one big win, it's like oh, my God, Buffalo is the greatest team of all time. They're going to the Super Bowl. And it's like, calm down. And now they've lost, like, four or five. So the Bills narrative has died. Uh, This team is, I feel like, kind of what we expected, like a team that probably makes the playoffs but probably not good enough to win the Super Bowl. I don't know. I I think they'll win this game. But um, I don't know. Your thoughts on the Bills and the way they've played recently?
1: Yeah, you really hit the nail on the head. Like, just to reiterate what you said, it just always feels like whatever – It's just people overreact a ton in the NFL, but even more so with the Bills. Like, yeah, they had one big win early in the year. And other than that, hadn't looked that great up to that point. And since that point, haven't looked great, like you said. So there's no reason to believe this is a great team just because they have great flashes. Um Mm -hmm they get away from the running game anytime they go down. Like they, they gave up a first possession touchdown to the Bengals and decided, all right, we can't run the ball the entire game. And they've forgotten that Josh Allen is one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. He kind of only runs on scrambles now, which is a little bit stupid. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I'm picking the bills, but like, ugh, I don't, I'm not uh, even as much, as much as I've been, okay, maybe, you know, Josh Allen goes on a great run. At any given point, you could win four straight games. Even that is starting to get hard for me to see as even a possibility. Like, I don't know. It's just it's just not looking good. They did run into a really good Bengals team, but the four games before that weren't great. Even the win against the Bucks wasn't great. So, I don't know. Stock down for the Bills, even though they probably win this one because the Broncos really suck. So...
0: Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Um, you know, I, I I just totally forgot, but Vaughn Miller this year, five games, the guy only has one tackle, I believe, on the season, which is wild. I mean, he is uh, obviously a big injury for a guy who's 34, but it seems like probably near the end of the road for, for Mr. Miller. Uh, on a, you know, Hall of Fame career, but um, yeah, just not – I mean, I think he's on a – didn't he sign a six for 120? Was yeah. Crazy. Wild. 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 I mean, I think he is like retiring after this year or next year, but yeah. Um yeah, man. Buffalo, uh, we'll see what happens with them, obviously. Um, I don't know. You got anything else uh you want to touch on?
1: Not really. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for a couple of these games this weekend. We do have like three of the four best teams on bye, so yeah, that's not super fun, but should be another fun week of football. And yeah that's about it
0: yeah and obviously college football uh starting to get closer and closer to the playoff um man i'm so excited for that michigan ohio state game this year i think i mean with everything going on like just like oh and both are undefeated so far michigan's got to be where where is it this year it's at michigan which is big for michigan um but man that is going to be heated i can't wait for that we'll talk about you know more college football probably in a week or so. I mean, the season's kind of coming to a close, but um, I think that will do it for this week's episode of outside the arena. As always, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, Check us out on Apple podcasts and Spotify at outside the arena. There, social media is all in the description below. Um, And yeah, and keep enjoying a, you know, NBA, NFL, NHL is going strong. There's a UFC pay-per-view this weekend. So, uh, and some college football as always. So a lot to look forward to. And uh, we'll have it all here next week on uh Outside the Arena. So thank you guys for watching. We'll see you all next week.